Welcome to this edition of Coffeehouse Theology, where we discuss God, theology, and all things pertaining to life over cups of coffee. I'm your host, Josiah Ruiz, and in this episode, my dad, Jose Ruiz, will be interviewing Isaac Saldana. So please, grab a cup of your favorite brew or beverage and enjoy the episode. It's uh, good to see you. So how you been? Oh, man, it's great to see you, too. It's been a long time. Uh, I've been good, man. You know, I've been, I mean, it's, you know, I, I got the, the good days, the bad days, but overall, it's been really good, man, really good. Okay, so how uh, how do we know each other? Why don't you tell so, my audience? Yes, definitely. So we're actually a family. <laughs> um, and it's funny, something from what I've always heard uh, is that uh, you're my mom's cousin. <laughs> But then as I got older, I kept thinking, like, wait, how is he? It, like, I don't understand. What's so is he my uncle? Is he your brother? Is he a cousin? I was that confused. But I do know you are my mother's cousin. Uh, to me, I still just, I always see you like an uncle. I mean, maybe even a cousin as well. But you're family. So, but yes, we are related. And we've known each other uh, all my life, really, since I was a little uh, kid, obviously. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you're really important in our life because, uh, well, at least in mine, because, uh, ever since I, you know, my, my family went through a lot, which I'm sure we'll get into that later, but, um, uh, yeah, you were kind of always there, man, you know, like helping us out, helping my mom out. And that was just really awesome. So yeah, you've always been a blessing in our life, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're family, man. We're blood. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and, and the interesting story to that is that, uh, uh, there's a, there's, there's that side that, uh, you know, I, I call family, uh, we're not blood per se, uh, but we are by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you guys always uh, embrace me as true family. Um, uh, so, uh, if you're wondering like, well, but then how, uh, my stepdad, um, who, if you guys saw my testimony, uh, I talk about uh, not a not a good guy, not a he's not a believer, and uh, I pray that one day he comes to Jesus Christ. Um, but he is his family, his side of the family always embraced me like family, uh, like he never did. Um, unfortunately, um, so. Uh, that's how, uh, you know, my cousin Lucy is uh, Isaac's mom, and that's, she's my cousin, and we're family, and, um, you know, uh, we're even deeper family because of Jesus Christ. Uh, she uh, is a faithful servant of Jesus Christ and uh, shares the gospel wherever she goes, and uh, so she's impacting lives. Uh, she's like my star uh uh, convert <laughs> that has uh, <laughs> never let me down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've had other converts that, uh, oh, brother, <laughs> but uh, not not your mom. So, uh, uh, so Isaac, uh, uh, you, uh, I, I remember uh, you called me one time. Um, I, I, you know, I, I love. Uh, I love you, bro, and uh, you know that, and I'll do anything for you. And so I remember you called me, and you were like, hey, uh, I'm suffering from anxiety. I, I'm at the supermarket, and I, I, I want to run. I Like, I want to, you know, hide somewhere. And, 
I had just read the introduction to a book called Experiencing the Trinity. Yeah. Right? And uh, I, it was in God's providence. I had just read that. And what you were telling me described to the T what uh, uh, Joe Thorne, uh, uh, who uh, uh, he has his own podcast. Um, he's a pastor uh, for a Southern Baptist church. He's a reformed Baptist. Um, and so I, I was like, here, let me read this to you. And you, your question was, you know, should you take medication as a Christian? Why, why don't you talk about that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, that was a crazy journey and, and, uh, it, you know, it, it hit me. I've been suffering from that for a while. I believe it's been since 2015, but, um, so that's actually when it first hit, uh, it was 2015. I'll never forget the actual date because I was watching a movie and I always remember that movie, which was the Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio. So uh, every time I, when someone asked me, when did, when did it first start? I go back, I go to the web, to the internet. And I just search when that movie came out and I was like, cause I know I was right there opening night and that's when it happened. So, um, it's kind of funny actually how it happened. Cause I was, I was fine. I never suffered from any of this before. And I was sitting in the theaters with my wife to my right and then my sister, right? We're all together. And then um, the first thing I think of is, man, this guy to my left, like he's sitting so close to me. And I felt kind of weird. Like, why is he sitting so close to me? And then it kept bugging me in my head. And I kept watching the movie and I kept thinking like, okay, he's, he's gotten even closer. It's like, he's doing it on purpose. Why is he moving really close to me? And then I started moving to the right. You know, my wife's all smashed already and I'm moving to the right. And I, and, and I, and I'm still like in my head. And then I start feeling very hot and I'm still thinking it's because of this guy. And this poor guy is just sitting there by himself. He's fine. And I get up, I, I walk down, you know, I go get some water outside. Uh, my heart starts racing a little bit. I'm still a little confused. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the heck is going on. And uh, I come back up. So, I mean, just to make a long story short. Um, yeah. I, I realized something's happening and I felt, I thought I was having a heart attack. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I tell my wife like, Hey, I think we got to go to the hospital. Uh, so for, uh, you know, most of people that don't know me, um, I, I don't, I don't do hospitals. I've never, I don't go to hospitals. I don't get checked out. It was a very bad habit of mine back then. Not anymore. But, uh, so for me to say, I need to go to the ER, that was a big deal. And my wife knew. So from the moment I called her while she was in there in the theaters and I tell her I'm outside, I need to go to the ER. She knew how, how severe it was. Cause that's not me. Right. So we, and then. I'm a big movie guy, so uh, as I'm going now, I'm here dying. I'm feeling I'm having a heart attack. I still go to the concession. And I ask them, can I get my money back for my tickets? Because <laughs> I want to come back to watch this movie. And so a person's looking at me. He's like, sir, you're very pale. And I'm like, I want to come back. The movie was awesome. I want to finish it. So he gives me back my tickets, and I'm there shaking. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so so anyways. They did give like, you your tickets? Yeah, yeah. He actually gave me back the tickets, and he, you know, had to give me a refund so I can come back to watch it. So... <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that's how much I love movies, man, even when I was dying. But anyways, you know, fast forward, um, I'm at the ER, man, you know, they do all kinds of tests on me. Everything's fine. Uh, I was pretty big back then. I was like, a, like close, like close to 260, 260 pounds. I'm only 5'9", so that's, that's very big for me. And, um, you know, so I'm thinking, man, I'm having a heart attack, you know, I'm going to die. I'm diabetic, whatever. And they come back, they do all kinds of tests on me, on my head, on my, on my heart. They tell me everything's fine. I'm okay nothing's wrong with me um he does suggest maybe you're going through anxiety and i don't even know what that was honestly 
But um, to make an even longer story even shorter, uh, fast forward, uh, I, I get diagnosed with a GAD, which is generalized anxiety disorder, which means uh, nothing really triggers it. Most anxiety gets wait, triggered. Wait, wait, say that again, GAD? Yeah, so it's generalized anxiety disorder. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've heard other doctors call it severe anxiety disorder, but uh, most of the time it's generalized because that that really uh, that that's more specific to what I have with generalized, which means like there's nothing that triggers it. So most people that have panic attacks, let's say it's PTSD, it's a traumatic experience, right? They may be soldiers, maybe they got robbed, they got jumped by some gang members, and then later when they see a bunch of people in a group, they start shaking. It, it's it's triggered by something. Some mm. people were, uh, you know, either sexually abused or physically abused. So anything that kind of right. re reminds them of that, they get this traumatic. So for me, um, there's nothing that triggers it. So it's very scary because I can be having fun with someone and having the best time of my life. And then I feel, it. you know, I, I start getting brain fog. I can't think straight. I feel like the world's falling apart and that I'm just going to die. It's the, it's horrible. And I say it's the world's worst feeling. That's to me personally, obviously everybody has like their own little right. hell, right? Right. If you're, whatever, whatever you're suffering from. But I say me personally, it's the worst feeling ever. So uh, yeah, so then I, I don't know what to do. I, I want to do something because it's driving me crazy. Like I, I want to do something to change this. Everybody's giving me different opinions, you know. Um, you get the crazy uh, opinions like, oh, take mushrooms and, <laughs> you know, it's going to open up your mind and it helps you. <laughs> That's right. Mind. And I'm here thinking, like, I take a mushroom, I'm going to kill myself because I'm going to get so crazy that with my anxiety that I, I'm going to, yeah, I don't want to do right. that. Uh, um, so anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know what to do. And um, so I start, and then uh, I don't know if we'll go into this later or not, but uh, I did get into drugs. So that was something that I just wanted to avoid. I didn't want to do anything that was drug related, even medicine, because I was okay. trying to be very clean from my past. Which right. if we get into that, we'll get into that later. But, but, um, but yeah, so I was just very scared. I wanted to try things natural. I don't know what to do. So um, one of my doctors prescribed me a medicine and he asked me if I want to take medication. And um, I just, I don't I didn't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Like some people tell you, you, know, you have like a lot of extreme, you know, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm obviously I'm a faithful man, you know? So I, for me, I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm thinking like, man, I'm getting these extreme spiritual people telling me like, if you take medicine, that means you don't have faith in God, which right. I've always thought that was very dumb. But at the moment of me right. going through this still makes me think and it confuses me because I'm thinking, right. I'm like, what if that's true? What if, what, what if I'm not, I don't know, you know, and I should have known better. It's not like, I don't know about this. It's not like, I don't know the gospel or the dog, you know, I mean, but in that moment, I'm thinking, what if I'm not having faith in them? I don't know. And then, um, there's people telling me all kinds of different things. And, um, I speak to my, to my mom and I was like, wow, what do you think? And she's like, well, you know, I, I think it's sometimes, you know, these things are actual chemical imbalances. It's an actual illness. Like you need help. And even in the Bible, like, you know, like Luke was a physician, like they make medicine for people for certain things. And maybe, that's, right. you know, that's what you need. Don't ever think down on yourself. And then I was like, man, you know what? I'm a call Jose. Like he's, you know, he's, he's my spiritual mentor. He's like my, my go-to, uh, uh, let me see what he says. And then, yeah. And then what you said earlier, you know, you start telling me about this book, uh, man, I, I don't remember if I buy it immediately or you send it to me. You bought it. I think you, uh, I bought it, right? you were talking yeah. and you're like looking it up on your phone and you're like, I already ordered yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. no yeah that's what i did well, well we were i knew with someone serious <laughs> yeah exactly I, you were talking i put you on speaker yeah, I, I yeah. Remember. I and yeah. i was like bought it <laughs> it's getting yeah. here tomorrow 
Now, yeah. tell us about the book. You read it several times. What did you yeah. think or how did it help? Um, and did you tell your doctor about the book? Yeah, I, it definitely helped. Um, and I'm going to be real. It's obviously not something that cured me like the next day or anything. Right, right. Obviously, we all know it doesn't work that way. But but it it definitely helped me. It was a perspective that I needed to see especially in the medicine aspect it's something that opened your eyes and honestly this is this is you know being spiritual or even non-spiritual like even you know just i guess world, worldly whatever you want to speak of in general it, it works both ways like medicine is good if you are sick if you have some kind of chemical imbalance like you right. need medicine like you, that, that's right. what it's for you know and, right. and that book helped me really realize that too like seeing this guy joe thorne's um uh, testimony and what he went through right. and how Medi like, I, I would add medicine that works yes there's therapeutics that are forcing on people that yeah. don't necessarily work true <laughs> yes yes that's very true so let's yeah. just, just throw that caveat in there <laughs> no yes yes you're, you're right on that yeah and then these these uh, actually i'll go even more specific these uh, type of medicines they, they call them ssris which are like serotonin something receptacles right. i don't right. know word, but it's right. supposed to it's supposed to help your brain absorb more serotonin because you're not absorbing enough hence the right. chemical imbalance right yeah so it's not allowing you to feel happy it's not allowing you to feel good and then your brain goes into fight or flight mode hence also right. the anxiety attacks the feeling of right. dread and then right. that goes hand in hand with depression it's on the same part of the brain so you're now dealing two crazy demons. You're dealing the demon of anxiety and the demon of depression put together. And it's terrible. It, it, it's, right. it's, it's crazy. You're, right. you're, you're losing your mind. So right. then, um, yeah, so I read that book and I start reading his testimony and how he thought the same way I did. He was freaking out. He didn't know he's to take it. He also had the people telling him that, no, like, it's, you know, it's not good. It's not right. your faith. It's not strong. Right. And then he had the, I believe he has that one person, right? I think it was one specific person. Yeah, it's a theologian, actually, yes. who yes. who had just read his book, his yes. previous book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, um, he, he, he shows him how in church history, uh, there's a lady who, you know, she drove her husband to death. Yeah. And they literally had to force... Uh, psyche or what's medicine down her throat and then she found relief yeah. um so yeah yeah you you i i you know it was in god's providence that <clears throat> excuse me i uh i read that book i i am not the book i i had just read the intro mm -hmm. and i gave it to some other family member too um, because, uh, they were suffering from mental health. Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, I, I think I don't know much about me. I'm not a mental health. This is not a channel for, uh, for, uh, psychological advice, but I, I do know that there's help out there. There's good advice. Um, Yes, there's people that say, well, you know, you should go on an LSD trip or, you know, if you watch Joe Rogan's podcast, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's going to, he's going to promote, you know, marijuana and all that. Um, uh, so uh, for other people, you know, that just won't do it. It, it, it will exacerbate, you know, uh, 
the anxiety, you know, when I uh, used to uh, partake of the ganja in <laughs> high school, uh, I always felt paranoid, you know, like everybody's looking at me. They know I smoked a joint. Yeah, it's always that feeling like everybody knows I yeah, did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, especially in high school when you're, think everybody's looking at you and what you're wearing and so you're just adding more anxiety to yeah, your life right. uh so don't do weed yeah, yeah. and then uh, I'll, I'll add it to that i'll add it to that as well like i um so i used to do it as well i used to do it a lot like a lot okay and, uh, back, back then i i mean it, it, i i liked it back then i wouldn't you know i would feel good when i would do it it would make me happy i would feel very comfortable it would help me a lot back then so what happened um when I was going through this, uh, I did, this was initially when I first started going through this, um, it did come to my mind and I started thinking like, man, what if I, what if I tried again? But this time for my first time in my life for medicinal purposes, <laughs> and I was like, what if it helps? You know, all these people say it helps. And I do remember it used to calm me down back then, you know, right. what if, and, uh, this was, you know, initially when I first got it. So we're talking about 2015. And um, I did. I tried it again after so many years. And I was just like, uh, you know, let me just try it again. And it was very little. And I tried it. And um, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't? Did no? it exacerbate? The... Oh, oh, like a, a thousand percent. Uh, oh, and, wow. And I, got, and I got to put this out there. It was very little. Like, it was very little. Right, like, I right. just took like, a little puff. You know, and then I was like, okay, cool. That's it. Uh, from back then, this wouldn't do anything to me because it's just a little tiny puff. And then, um, yeah, and then, the, you know, the, for people who have done it, the effects are immediate. Like, as soon as you excel, you, you know, you feel it. So I did. I felt kind of like, oh, man, I haven't felt this in a while. Like, it felt good. Okay, cool. Let me just go ahead and start, you know, go back into my house and just, you know, just to wait till the effects kick in and maybe it'll help. And they kicked in and then I was like, okay, I feel good. And then uh, I really started feeling like hypertension. And, wow. Um, I'm not saying that that's what marijuana does to you, but but when you do have a mental illness, like you have to be careful with that stuff right. because um, it's not it's not the best. And like I'll tell my doctor, my doctor is very big on natural stuff, and she tells me like, no, like don't do that when you're dealing with depression or anxiety. Because right. even if it does help you in that in that moment, when you sober up, it's gonna be worse. Well, to me, it worsened it immediately, even as right. before it went away, and uh, I had a very bad panic attack in my restroom like i thought i was dying like it felt so horrible i couldn't control my thoughts again it wasn't necessarily the marijuana effect but it was that mixed with my anxiety problem so my anxiety was making it worse so you come to a conclusion don't do that again right <laughs> like, right not good so right. yeah i just wanted to throw that out there like i did try once back then it, was, right. it wasn't good it, it wasn't yeah good. no I, I i saw this guy uh on I've, I forgot. He's recording himself. Uh, unfortunately, he was one of my uh, apprentices in the gospel, and he just went off the deep end, and he's mental health, self-medicating. So he's doing a video. He's smoking a joint, and he's like, yeah, researchers say that this is bad for your memory, but research says... And then he, <laughs> he zoned out. Yes. <laughs> he was. He proved. <laughs> he proved the objection correct. <laughs> yeah, he uh, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, back to the book. Yes. yes. <laughs> experiencing the is it experiencing the Trinity or experiencing the Trinity? Yes. Okay. Uh, by Joe Thorne. I will put a link on uh, in the description uh, to that book. I, I highly recommend it. It's it, it's a great book. He goes awesome. through the Father. He goes through the Son. He goes through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Again, uh, I'm not a. I, I know that God is. Uh, at work and ultimately uh doubt fear uh is a a miss you're not fully looking at jesus or at god correctly it's it's uh it's it is a lack of faith it is a uh a miss uh skewed view of of god and your situation uh, and it doesn't have to be mental health. You can you can be like uh, going through something physical yeah. and believe you're the only one uh, that God's not there, uh, but His Word says otherwise. So it's it's renewing your mind. It's thinking God's thoughts after Him. You know, uh, I, I have to ask you what what role does satan play not only do you have this chemical imbalance and i believe it's because of our first father's sin adam he plunges not only humanity but all nature groans for redemption right so we excuse me we have this mental health. We have these deficiencies in our brain because of sin, because of the fall. What role do the lies of the enemy play into all this? Uh, yeah, man, that's a, that's a good question. I feel like I, I, I can go many ways with this. But um, to actually kind of uh, uh, quote whatever, loosely quoting what uh, Josiah said in his interview, too, is that it's not saying that it's all him. And I know you kind of clear that up too. Like, yes, it is part of your chemical imbalances. But I remember something that Josiah had said that is so true. But he does tend to use that. And, and, and so it's not because there's some people out there that will say, oh, it's just the devil. Well, no, 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 no. I, I, yes, it is an illness. It is a chemical imbalance. I'm not saying, oh, it's all the devil. But he, manip he uses it. Like he uses it. And, and um, I personally feel how he uses that with me. I got to say, every single day every day is a battle for me like and mm. and, and it, many ways really um i mean just on that question alone i can talk for hours i won't but but um but yeah like for example i guess i could say one of them is mainly with um the way i feel about myself like almost every day um there's a thought thoughts in my head that come and i know that is kind of him using that but I get thoughts of that, um, that I'm not good enough. And I've never had those thoughts before, but that like, and then even using my family, like I see my family and I start thinking like, um, I'm putting a burden on them and it's not mm. fair for them to see this. And that is right. a very dangerous initial thought that starts leading to an even darker thought, you know? And, um, but that's one thing for sure. Um, I'm even at work. Uh, I believe that I have accomplished a, a, a lot, you know, not to sound prideful, but I mean, like, I, I do, I am proud that, like, from, like, uh, um, uh, from coming from a crazy past, 
that I've, I've gotten to at least accomplish some things that at least make me happy and I thank God for. But even then, there's times where all that just goes away. And then I just feel like I'm a failure. Like I haven't done anything. You know, I'm here, I'm here at my work and I love my job. You know, I, I work at SpaceX and it's a very thriving company. And it's just, and I could even be sitting there and I'm like, I'm a failure. <laughs> like I'm a failure. And then I started thinking like, I'm a failure to my family. I'm a failure to this. I'm a failure to that. And it just keeps growing, growing, growing. And that leads to a very dark state that lasts not days or uh, sorry, not hours. It has, it, it lasts days on me. And mm. I know that he uses that a lot to start making me like not, wanting to go to church anymore and I wanting to read and I wanting to like, and I need to get out of this funk. It's a very bad funk that I get in, mm -hmm. get out of it. I don't want to pursue, uh, you know, what I do with film, which we'll get into that later too. Um, I don't want to pursue anything anymore. And, and um, I think just that alone in itself is the worst way that I guess like he uses that. Um, and it's just really bad. Like there's times when my wife will ask me like, well, how is it that you're feeling? And um, it's a very horrible thing to say, I don't. And I don't know if that makes sense, but if there's people out there that go through this, they, they'll get me. Um, it's a very bad thing. Sometimes mm. you want to say that with tears. Like, I don't know. I want right. to say, but it's like, I know what it is, but I don't know if that makes right. sense. And I can't right. say that. And I know that with that feeling in itself, oh man, there's a lot of things right. that um, he uses <laughs> uh, to mess with. Yeah. and wanting to go back to things i used to do before and yeah i, I don't know if that kind of answered the yeah question. yeah no that, there's a lot of uh people that say uh you know they look back and they psychoanalyze people um they say that uh, luther probably suffered from either some bipolar or some yeah. anxiety i mean yeah. uh he was pretty extreme he 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 always felt the sense of guilt um having been a lawyer he knew god's law he knew the force of law he knew that god had to punish sin uh he knew uh and so he always felt uh that condemnation um so he is uh they say that he probably suffered uh from some mental health but one of the things that he discovers after he reads Romans is that he needs to preach the, he literally says that he would say, I bash the gospel into my head every single day. And I really think that's not just for mental health. I think that everybody is, needs to hear the gospel needs to be saturated in the gospel because if you tend to be struggle with pride, um, then you need the gospel because the gospel humbles you. The gospel is about the work of another Jesus Christ who we can never measure up to, but we need the gospel when we feel worthless because the maker of the universe wrapped himself in human flesh and went to a cross for you. See? So you were worth dying for. And it's not, uh, the gospel is not, a, uh, he died for this vague group of people. He, he died specifically for people in mind. Uh, he, you know, Jeremiah says, before my, 
before I formed you, I knew you. So there's an intimacy of knowledge for the, the redeemed, the saved. Um, so we need to preach the gospel to ourselves. If we're wrestling with lust, if we're wrestling with temptation, if, uh, uh, you know, whatever it is, um, I think some, one of the reasons why, you know, I feel peace and rest is because I do preach the gospel to myself every day. I, you know, uh, I, I am worse than what people know, right? But God loved me to die for me. So, so uh, that makes me, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, I, I receive grace because it's grace. I don't deserve it. Yeah. And I deserve his wrath. And in mercy, he doesn't give me what I deserve. So the gospel is the cure for, you know, yes, we do. God gave us doctors and he gave us medicine and he gave us, you know, uh, some people take uh, supplements for vitamin D. You know, uh, I was uh, uh, actually I was uh, during the whole pandemic um, uh uh there was a doctor on joe rogan and you look it up it's a nine minute clip uh and she's talking about vitamin d and how the darker your skin is the more deficient she well she said first of all everybody is deficient in vitamin d yeah. here in america so the darker your skin yes you don't get burned but your your body doesn't absorb the vitamin D from the sun, like a lighter person that can get skin cancer would. So we are deficient. So what do we do? We take supplements, right? So, but we also should take, have the sun, you know, we should be out. We should be, uh, so in the same way, if you have mental health, you know, uh, maybe you need a little help, but you also need to, Bash the gospel into your head every single day, like Luther did. Okay, um, so that's my encouragement. Uh, if you're not going to take pills, or if you are, you, you need the gospel anyway. Um, I, I would say at least. I would say at least that it's the perfect combination. How about that? Yes. Because <laughs> to me personally, it has been the perfect combination. Medicine because I need it. But then continuing, yeah. you know, obviously believing, you know, reading the gospel and just implementing that in your life, man, yeah. it's a big boost, man, big, big boost. And I think if it wasn't for that, I can honestly say, honestly, I don't think I would be here right now if it wasn't for that alone. So mm -hmm. I think the combination of medicine, because I do need it, but along with the gospel, because I do need that as well, probably the, right. the, the main one I need um, is a perfect combination. So I would, yeah, I agree with you, man, you know medicine if you need it and the gospel because you do need it <laughs> right. and, and mixing it and it's just it's a big yeah it's better than any vitamin you can take <laughs> so you're married yes. right mm -hmm. to rosemary and how many kids uh two kids and one on the way <laughs> oh congratulations <laughs> yeah thank you thank you all right so uh, uh 
you're halfway there to a, a basketball team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, how, how'd you meet your wife? Uh, so I actually met my wife at church. And okay. It was a, yeah, church that I used to go to years ago. And uh, yeah, she was there. She's uh, she's like about four years younger than me. So then uh, I, I never, she wasn't really in the, you know, in the group <laughs> that I was at, you know? Um, so, but yeah, but I've actually met her probably when I was like 13 years old. So that's, that's crazy. Like I was 13. Uh, you know, she was a little younger than that. But because, um, yeah, and that's where I met her. And then just it wasn't until like much later. I wasn't at church for many, many years. And it wasn't until much later. And then I just kind of, it was weird. We just started dating, <laughs> which was very weird because we knew each other since we were little. And then much, you know, many years later, we just thought we started dating. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> she started awesome. worshiping. She was, she was in worship. Yeah. And then, okay. you know, my, my eyes started kind of reverting to her a little bit. <laughs> and then I was like, man, why am I, why am I looking at her like that? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. And then, I, and then that was it, man. <laughs> that was it. She captivated awesome. me. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. yeah. So you have uh two boys? Uh, a boy and a girl. You have a boy and a girl, and you don't know what's coming yet. Oh, yeah, no, it's a girl. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I have two All girls, right. one boy. <laughs> right. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and I'm assuming you're not going to let them pick their gender, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a girl. <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy and two girls. <laughs> So uh, let me ask you straight out: What? Who is Jesus Christ to you? Oh man, uh, <laughs> he, he's a lot of things. Uh, I can go, I guess, the you know the usual uh, route of saying that he's you know he's my personal savior. I accepted him and everything, but uh, but yeah, he, he's a lot. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, he's the reason why I'm here. So I just feel like to me that alone is a is a big thing, at least to me in my life. You know. Mm. Um, Yes, I know I'm not really saying a lot of like biblical stuff, but to me, the best thing I can say, he's the reason why I'm here. And and, and I think that's a very big, uh, for me personally, intimate thing. Um, you know, I, I I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, wasn't the best Christian home. <laughs> it was a very bad Christian home, but but I grew up in that. But I'm not going to say I was Christian my whole life because I wasn't. Uh, it wasn't until I was, I believe, 15 around. Uh, 16, 15, 16, that, that I like actually voluntarily wanting to just accept, you know, just Jesus and, and then, you know, get into church and, and just really be believe it. Like me personally, like I chose to believe at that age and, um, yeah, man, my whole life, like, you know, just, just really flipped. Um, so that, uh, it doesn't mean I was, I wasn't perfect. I had a huge downfall for many, many, many years, but, um, again, it, it, he was always there and i know it is it's hard to explain it because you have to experience it to really understand but um he was just always there and and i can say more than many times that i should have died uh either by my own hand or by a lot of other people's hands i should have died and he was just mm -hmm. always there so to me he is my savior and i mean the word savior in many ways uh spiritually and even literally because um he's he's what keeps me going and yes my family too i love my family to death but um but he gave me my family and then he gave me my life so um yeah man if it wasn't for him i wouldn't be here and he's just everything to me really amen to continue and my strength amen uh so you're are you part of a church right now or did covid yes. mess that up or how does that well, work because I, <laughs> I was i was at another church and then it just kind of it got very hard because with my schedule too with my job because i got a new job and then um, 
I was laid off in my when I, in the church that I was at. Um, I, I was a uh, youth leader there, and um, it, it was going pretty good. It's just that I got laid off in my job, and then it was it became very tough. Um, you know, I had the kids, and, and it was just it was very hard. Uh, but again, just you know, keep without freaking out. I just kept faith in, in God, and uh, so man, I got I got the best job I can. You know, I I, I could have had and and or I could have desired to have, and uh, I got a job here at SpaceX. And then um, once that kind of started, I had a very funky schedule in the beginning, working a lot of hours. So I had to I couldn't really be a youth leader anymore. It was robbing a lot of time that I couldn't study. So yeah, that kind of right. sucked. But um, so I, I I just it was very hard. And then they closed the church, and we couldn't be there anymore. So. Um, I just wanted to find a church that was a little better fitting for my for my schedule, and uh, my wife and I just kept praying, and we found this one, um, and we really, really like it. We've been there. We're not like really serving because I don't want to do that. At least for now, I really need to receive <laughs> for a long time. So um, that's just you know we're just attending here, and uh, we're really loving it. Yeah. So we've been there for already about I think it's gonna be close to a year already. Okay, that's not the same one your mom goes to. No, 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 no. She goes to a whole other church. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she, okay. The whole family, we're all like separate. Like, like my sister goes to her own church. My my mom goes to hers, and then uh, oh, my okay. Wife and I, yeah, we go to okay. our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that we're going to right now, my wife and I, like my my family, we're uh, it's uh, English only. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, which is like my first time because I've always been in Spanish ministries, so it's been a right, big, right, right. cultural shock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I I tripped out because my aunt Nena goes to the same church your mom goes to she told me about that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and i i thought it was that one but my aunt's like no i never seen her we're a small church i would have seen her and she's like yeah, oh, yeah. i didn't see her <laughs> <laughs> uh obviously <laughs> um <laughs> so uh, uh let's transition uh I know you you say you work for SpaceX and that's cool, but I want to talk about uh, your other uh, career venture. Uh, what are you by night? Yeah, so, at yeah, night, right? Yeah, yeah. When Basically, you put on the my cape. day job. Yeah, yeah. When I put on the cape, uh, I actually work in film production. I work in independent film production. Uh, I'm a writer and director, but I'm also okay. a founder of my own little production company. And what is it? What is it? It's Tell everybody and, what it is. Yeah, it's called And Me Productions. Um, uh, when people ask why And Me, the reason why I call it And Me Productions, it's actually based on my son. When he was little, when he was like about, from when he was three all the way till he was like five, um, he had a thing where every time you told him I love you, like I love you, man, or I love you, Jacob, he always says uh, And Me. <laughs> Instead of saying I love you too, he just said And Me. And my <laughs> wife and I thought it was like the funniest, cutest thing ever. That every time you told him I love you, he says And Me. <laughs> So that's why I call it Andy Productions. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. So I'm the, so, founder uh, of, I'm the founder of the small company, and I'm also writer and director. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So did you go to school for that, or that just something yes. you just learned on your own? No. So, okay, so the desire of film has been in me since I was a little kid. I, I, always uh, obsessed with film and, and what, it, you know, what it means, the way they make it, how creative it is, just everything in itself that film stands for. Not just like, oh, movies are cool, but like, just, I mean, I, since I was a little kid, I would see it as an art form. Like, really, like, as a kid, I would view it as art. And, and I, I loved it. And I always knew I want to work in this. Not just work in it, but I want to make them, <laughs> you know. And then uh, as a kid, I, there were times where I would just daydream and zone out. And I would just, like, be writing scripts in my mind. <laughs> like, oh, man, like, you know, I, I would just kind of start thinking of little movie ideas. And, 
So, um, so yeah, so unfortunately I didn't go to school right away after high school because my, that, that was the kind of age or the time where I was a little, a uh, little rebellious. <laughs> so I was getting into a lot of bad things and I wasn't really, my mind wasn't there. So then right after right. high school, um, I mean, thank God I even graduated. Uh, but, uh, I, I took, yeah, it was a lot, a big, big, uh, break of not going to college. And then finally, thanks to my wife, she kind of forced me into college and I got, I took a, a film school film course. And uh, it was a really great film course. And I did it for, for like about four years, uh, finished it. And um, even before I finished it, I decided to take a leap and start a short film. And I created my first short film before I finished school. Um, I started my own little company. I just started hiring people. Um, it was very hard because I couldn't really pay them a lot. It was like 50 bucks, if that. And I couldn't pay everyone. It was very tough. So I had to find people that were loyal um, that, you know, had the same passion I did. And I recruited a good little bundle of a team. Um, I worked on this script for a long time and, um, yeah, we went for it and it was an awesome experience. Very humbling. Um, I loved it. It was just, it was a huge rush. You know, I wrote the script, I directed it. I also shot the film. I edited, I did everything, which is a very bad thing for any filmmakers out there. Don't do everything yourself. Cause you're going to die of stress attack. But I did everything, <laughs> I did everything myself and um, very amateurish film, you know, you can tell right away, but um, I submitted it to film festivals. I said, you know, why the heck not? And uh, even my own team members didn't believe in it. <laughs> you know, I went around, <laughs> I mean, I mean, just to say that the one that composed the score, like the music, uh, the original score was my brother-in-law. So it was Rosie's little brother, right? A very talented guy. And, and uh, I asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, hey Javier, what, what what do you think about the film, man? Like, we're gonna submit it. Do you think it's like award worthy? Do you think it? And he's like, No, I don't think it's. Award worthy. Um, I don't think it's gonna get us anything. He's like, But I think it's, <laughs> but I think it's cool. So you know, and right there, my face is just like, <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, he was being honest. I give him that. Right, but, right. but I was like, right. I appreciate it. You know, it sucks. I appreciate it. But <laughs> but uh hey that's cool and man i will never forget it was it was i submitted to a few film festivals and the first one that came up i was at church it was a sunday church finished i was just there you know trying to pick up my son from his class and i get a notification on my phone i open the email and it just says congratulations not only have i been accepted to a film festival but uh i won like three awards for it wow I was just like, what? Like, wow. I forgot about my son. I got my phone. I, <laughs> called, I called my entire crew and, you know, the cast. And I was like, guess what? You know, we got accepted and we won. Like, yeah, and it was crazy. And then one of the awards that I got was actually best original score. What my, what my brother-in-law did, what he didn't believe in. <laughs> he didn't believe in anything. And he got the award for best original music. And oh wow! It was just that's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome, man. And then that was it. And, I, I, it was, I mean, it was, and that's cool. a that's a testament to. No matter what people are telling you, if you see it, if you have the vision, and you just persevered anyway. I mean, how many of us would have said our brother-in-law tells us it sucks? <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna submit it. Right, but you submitted it anyway. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah. and he wasn't the only one. A know, lot of my crew members were like, "Eh, it was all right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that you know that speaks to uh, you know what people can come away with this is is determination. Yeah. 
if you have a dream, if you have a goal, it doesn't matter who shoots you down. Even people that work with <laughs> with you on it. That I mean, that's, a, <laughs> that's a testament to either uh, the film festival suck at critique. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or <laughs> they saw what you saw, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, so, so you you make film. Uh, I I I love uh, I love the whole thing of art uh, because you know I do magic. I believe magic is an art. Yeah. Uh, art uh, to me uh, is something that evokes or transports you. You know, uh, I, I can't remember the show, uh, Jimmy Smith's, the actor. Uh, you know, normally he's been in Cholo films, but he was in this one series that I hated the guy. Like, I, and that is, he is creating art because I no longer saw Jimmy Smith's, the, 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 the Hispanic actor i saw this demon dude uh playing this role that like totally engrossed me in 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 believing that he is this vile human being you know and that is a good uh uh, uh, uh playing a role that is creating art because he's evoking in me mm -hmm. you know if you watch a movie and you say oh wow he's gonna get up and film it again and you know no emotion no no buy-in um you know that to me is art and magic does that magic can you know if you look beyond the cardboard cards and, and and you you get a, a sense of wonder and you evoke a awe an emotion you know that to me is creating art Definitely. in a different way yeah. uh but art than, than a painting but it's art nonetheless yeah. um so what what is your view of art and how does that fit in to you're a Christian, you shouldn't be making movies because we're gonna get raptured. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I agree with what you said. I, I feel you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. If if you wouldn't have said, if you wouldn't have described the way you described and you would have asked me that, I feel like I would have said the same thing you said about magic. Same thing with film. Um, anything that really evokes emotions, it's something that someone created. You're watching these moving pictures because that's literally what, what a film is. It's a moving pictures all compiled into making this one thing that could either make you scared, it could make you laugh, it could make you cry, you know, it could make you connect with the character. Mm -hmm. It could make you, like, there's just so many things. And um, it, how, how can that in itself not be viewed as art, you know? Um, if you're there's been times where i've been really down like really down with what i go through and like i watch a movie and like and i just feel good and i'm, I'm not saying that's my go-to like i you know i, I it, movies are like my savior i'm not saying that but at least in that moment you know what mm. i watch and then and i feel good like i feel good like i after what i saw you know it brought, it brought some joy into my life at least that little moment um, right 
Right. Even watching a movie that can, like, let's say a horror movie that can make you not even go to sleep at night, like, that's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Like, my mind can't grasp that something that you saw can affect you even in your sleep. Like, right. that's crazy. Even if that's not your thing, I'm saying, like, that is art in itself, you know? Something that can make you talk about for days and days, a movie that was so trippy that you're just, like, you're talking about it with your friends at work. That's right. art. It's something that opened this mind this bubble in your brain that you can't stop thinking about that you have to talk about it at work with your friends that's somebody created that somebody wrote that somebody was sitting down and brought that out of their head into a script and now billions or hundreds or thousands of people are tripping out about something that this person wrote um, right. that's beautiful to me you know right and, and that's just what that means to me and i want to create um that is my motive i want to create stuff that um but I want to create stuff that people can connect to, that people can cry to, not just as a tearjerker, but that people can cry to and connect and saying, I was that person. Right. And you know what? If that person on screen can get out of that or if that, then I know I can too. Or someone that it, it makes them, remi it reminds them of someone they lost. It uh, just, I, I just want to evoke those kind of emotions on people and um, things that have helped me in my life. I want to bring that into the screen. And that's what motivates me. My life motivates me, write my scripts. So every single script I have is motivated, inspired by something in my life. Yeah. And I bring it out in art form, <laughs> I guess you can right. say. Right. How, how important is story uh, to your film? Like, uh, you know, Jesus spoke in stories and parables, you know, the, the Bible is is a, a continuous story. Um, you know, you read Judges and there's drama and you rip, you know, the guy's wife gets sexually abused and he cuts her up in pieces and sent, you know, the Bible is very graphic. There's there's horror in the you know, every kind you know, the it's a it's a very graphic book you know uh you know it talks about sex it there's poems there's uh treason there's you know uh, brutal betrayal, murder brutal yes uh uh <clears throat> you know uh, if if the standard of of you know uh pg and all that uh many people don't know they shouldn't read the bible then because the bible is very graphic it's oh yeah it's rated r rated yeah, yeah. Yeah. tv mature <laughs> um Definitely. so how but but it, it's not just graphic for graphic sake or you know uh gratuitous violence or, or shock value there's a story yeah how important is that story uh because like i i think of when i think of magic and I think of a trick that I like, you know, people can see it as a puzzle. Yeah. A puzzle doesn't convey a story. There's no real, you know, it, it it's odd or I don't see it every day. So, okay, I'll mess with it. But there's not a, a, a story by which I can relate to or connect or, um, like uh, I'll I'll give you an example. I don't know if you saw the 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 latest Chevy commercial. It's like a four minute 
I, I'd encourage you to watch it. Um, and, and it's telling a story um, as opposed to just, you know, a funny bit to get you to buy beer, you know. Uh, so, so how important is story for you in your filmmaking? Well, yeah, to, I mean, to me, really, story is everything. Um, of course, technical aspects, they always say, like, sound is the most important, which it is, because if your film looks extremely beautiful and you shot it with the best camera ever, but your sound really sucks and they're not going to want to watch it, uh, they say, you know, there's so many things. But to me, I think it all starts in the story. Um, it's, it's what you're hearing. It's what you're listening. It's what you're, you know, it's what you're going to feel. It's what you're going to relate to. So, um, it's funny what you said about the Bible. Like, it's so true. Uh, I mean, even Jesus himself, like I get why he spoke in parables. I just gave the example of like talking about a trippy movie that you saw parables, pa parables that gets you thinking, you know, after that, it's like, man, why did he say this and this? And then you start mm -hmm. wanting to think of, think of it more. Oh, I see. Cause it connects to, you know, the person who works and the person who, so you start really, your mind starts working. And, and, and I, I get that. And um, I believe that that's what stories, you know, that's what storytelling is to me. It's very important for that. Um, I know there's certain movies, uh, let's say even horror movies that just stick to shock value. They just want to shock people with the gore and, you know, and, and I mean, I'm not, you know, that's their thing, then that's cool. But uh, to me, I, I feel like a story, um, a story should be able to reach uh, someone's heart and mind, really. Um, at least that's my personal thing. Um, I, I'll say it again, what I said before, it's, it's relatable. I want people to relate to things. I want mm -hmm. a story to really sink into your 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 head and your heart and you could really connect to it um because to me to me and my storytelling is reality you know uh, right. i include a lot of mental health in my storytelling you know i include a lot of uh, uh trauma stuff like that uh, everybody has something to connect to it right, right so to me an important the important thing of storytelling is really uh reaching out to people and not just to a specific audience but reaching out to as much people as you can out there right. and, and that's that's my importance in storytelling yeah so, so do you consider yourself a Christian filmmaker that makes, uh, like, uh, there was a singer, uh, they said, uh, do you make Christian music? And he said, well, I am a Christian. So my music by very definition is going to be Christian because I am a Christian. So, uh, which takes me back to Luther, where he talks about, you know, if you're going to make a shoe, don't put a Christian cross on it. He said, make a good shoe. Yeah. So, uh, and, and let's face it, Christian movies today suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're cheesy. Nobody watches them. I mean... You, you think of uh, the one that made so much money for, like, Mel Gibson. It was gory, bloody. It was long. It was an Aramaic, uh, you know. Uh, 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 so, but it was a good film yeah, yeah. that told a story graphically that, you know, uh, I, I forget how much... Uh, millions of his own money because oh, no yeah. one else wanted to touch it. Yeah. And then he made, he like quadrupled his, his money, his yeah. investment. So uh, what, what, uh, 
what do you try to convey? Is your is your filmmaking Christian or what? What's your view on that? that that's a good question, man. I get that. I, I get that asked a lot, actually. <laughs> There's a lot of people, especially. I mean, well, obviously, I'm Christian, so a lot of people around me within my church or churches that I've been to or even family, like they'll ask me that. Um, the example that you said uh, about that scene or whatever, I actually, there's another, uh, there's a Christian rapper that I really like, or just a rapper, I guess. His name is NF, and um, I, I really like his stuff, but he he takes more the route as in, like, rapping about his life. So kind of like what I said about storytelling, he raps just about his life. Uh, he's gone through a lot. Like, he was physically abused as a kid, and so his music just conveys his traumas, what he goes through, so younger people out there can connect. So he can lead people away from suicide. Like there's just, it's, it's, it's great. I love his music. I connect a lot with his music and on occasion, some of them do, you know, he, he preaches like there's word in them. Um, but they, 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 uh, interviewed him once and they asked him like, Oh, so what would you say? Would you say you're a Christian rapper or what are you? And he said, uh, I love this answer. And I'm going to explain his answer. Cause I feel like that's my answer as well for film. <clears throat> he said, he said, I'm not a, I'm not a Christian rapper. I am a rapper that is Christian. And he said, so my music, and once I say I'm a Christian rapper, you put me down into a field that's specific for a specific right. audience. Like this has, my albums right. now have to be at a Christian store sold only to Christian people. He's like, that's not who I'm trying to reach the world, not just churches. Like, and I love that. I was like, whoa, like that's, I love that. Right. So, um, and then you have a lot of church members right away that said, oh, he's going to burn in hell now. <laughs> of course, there's some people that, you know, you know, you can never win. You can never yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, okay. So I'm the same. Um, I don't, I'm not aiming to make Christian movies. Um, I am Christian. I'll never be ashamed to admit that, but, um, I want my movies to reach and touch people the same way my surroundings, um, how God has touched me. I'm going to implement that in my films. And I'm going to try my best with my storytelling to reach people in a way where they can watch it and say, okay, this didn't feel corny. Like, I don't know, maybe God's not dead or I don't know. I'm not trying to, right. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just using that as an example. I'm not attacking the movies. Right. But there's some people, like I've heard people say, like, I tried watching it, man, and I can't. It's super corny. And it's just like, it just feels like Christian propaganda. So to me, it really saddens me because I feel like, well, that's why they shouldn't be that way. Like the whole point is, right. I want to be able to recommend these movies to people so they can watch it. But it's right. hard when I can't even watch them. Right. You know? right. So I get yeah. you fully. Um, I, I don't like that. So that's kind of what my movies are. And that's what I'm trying to convey. Um, I'm still very, obviously, very low-budget independent filmmaking, so they're still going to be very amateurish. Uh, they might even, I mean, I hope they don't come off as cheesy, but obviously it's just, I, I'm not there yet. I hope to be right. the one where I can have the bigger budget and do things big, but at least the storytelling, I can I can guarantee you. Like, um, there's one that I just finished and we're working right now in post-production. It's called uh, Where Do I Go From Here? And it's actually based on my life. It's loosely based. There's some things that were kind of changed, timelines were changed, so it could be more narrative, uh, but uh, but it's it's based on my upbringing, on my struggles, um, and on that one, like it's well, it's it's gonna be rated R, like it's it's wrong. Right. You know, when right. I right. went through drugs, um, I wasn't a person that would just say like, oh darn, or like no, like I would cuss, like I had a bad mouth, I was dirty, I right. Right. I smoked a lot, like I'm not, you know, like I, you know, and and so the characters conveying the way I was back then. And, and and i'm not so yeah so it's not going to be like a pg version of what i went through so to right. me that's what storytelling is it's being raw 
uh, unedited, you know, and, and not filtered. So not sanitized. Uh, yes, exactly. So you see, if I say my film, that film, oh man, that film has a strong message. But if I say that that's a Christian movie, there's no way in heck they're going to play that in churches because it's really bad. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of pretty right. bad scenes. So, but, right. but it's, is that, I'm going to say what my pastor said, right? Because my pastor where I'm at right now, he actually uh, lent me the church and we filmed a very nice, powerful scene in that church. Okay. Um, yeah, very powerful scene, which is where like my life changes a lot. And it was right there and, and we shot, we shot it in my church. And uh, I told him like, hey man, this movie is, you know, blah, blah, blah. I pretty much explain what I explain now. Like, it's going to be like, just so you know. And he's like, well, you don't have to excuse yourself. He's like, that is a testimony. <laughs> he's like, you know, when you give testimonies, you don't just say, you're not going to say like, oh, I'm not going to mention the drug part because I don't want to offend people. Right. No, that's your testimony. So then, right. yeah. Right. So that's, um, yeah. So I don't want, I don't want to keep babbling about that, but, but yeah, hopefully I kind of make sense. Like that's, that's where I'm going. You know, the storytelling yeah. is raw. But uh, you know what? I'm just a film director who is a Christian and is trying to also send some messages out there that's going to reach people's lives. But um, I'm not going to label my films as Christian movies in that sense. Right, so. right. Mm -hmm. um, so let me ask you this. I saw one of your films, uh, <laughs> Sympathy for Evil. evil. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. um, and I recognize the house. <laughs> I was like, look, <laughs> I told my son, Josiah, he went around the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you know, you know. That was awesome. <laughs> I like, I took a lot of joy because I knew that. <laughs> Movie trickery, man. <laughs> I, I thought it was well made. I, uh, you know, it wasn't cheesy. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I knew a lot of the people in it. Um, so, uh, it, it, it was, you know, for that, all those reasons, like I could connect. I, I was like, oh, Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, who's that guy with her? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that fool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so in that way, I guess you, <laughs> it was believable that he was with her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what what is the what is the message in that movie? I mean, I mean, I saw the guy. He he was like at one point he struggled, and I'll put the link for that movie. Uh, it's on YouTube. Yes. Um, it's it's not for kids. It's it's a uh, it's like a what would you call that genre? Uh, I would say it's actually a psychological thriller in a sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Even, even though the movie in itself doesn't take a thrilling vibe the whole way, it really it's only until the last few, uh, maybe two. Right. Minutes. Right. But but I would it's more a psychological, yeah, thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's not a horror movie either. It's more psychological. Right. Thriller. Right. What was what's the storyline or what was your what was the message in that? Yeah. So I don't want to give too much away in the movie because as you see, it does kind of lead you through many emotions until the very ending and it's kind of gut punching. So um, I don't want to give too much away. I want, if you know, there's audience listening, they want right, to check right. it out, let them check it out. But I, I will give, um, it's, you know, what we were saying earlier, like there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, a stigma within the whole, you know, film and, and church. And so some people may see that and be like, whoa, man, like that was a little crazy. Um, yes, it is. But I was... I worked a lot on that script and I hold that script very dearly to me, uh, at least personally. Um, 
the title says it a lot says it all really a uh, sympathy for evil even that in itself sounds very like man how is that how does that have a good message or um so i wanted to create something very metaphorical but as well also like you know throw some analogies in there throw some symbolism in there um i believe there's a lot of a lot of people can connect with this in different areas in my life um i've been betrayed a lot by a lot of people so um so then in in for example um i i've been betrayed in a sense uh from my own family members i've been betrayed by um well i mean my own father really <laughs> right that in itself right. is a whole other thing but i've been betrayed by uh pastors i've been betrayed by so um there's a lot happens in your mind really psychological when you get betrayed by uh a lot of adults in your life a lot of people that right, right. love you people that are supposed to care for you people that are supposed right. to be for you so um when you when these when this happens um really you're these people you're meant to give your all to these people your love your attention you know your your time so um the film is supposed to represent at times when these people that were meant to love you that were meant to um <clears throat> excuse me there there it's meant to uh it's it's a gut punch when that happens when you when you're betrayed and you realize it and you're like this person isn't who i thought it who who he or she was all my life really i thought this person was this this and that and they really weren't at all so then um that's really what the and I'm and I'm kind of almost giving it away really but I still want people to experience it but um right. th there's a there's a gut punch at the end of the film and um I wanted it to be like that. I wanted it to be dark because I wanted something to really be um how could I put it like uh well really affect you in a way like wow like I'm not going to forget that. Well good that's what I wanted <laughs> because guess what like that's how I've felt you know that's how i felt i felt that way uh from people uh that have done that to me so i i hope i made sense in that i'm trying to yeah. get it out of my own head <laughs> and try to make sense of it all but uh that's really what um what i what i what i try to to convey yeah, yeah. i will put the links uh again for that film uh it's not for little kids <laughs> but uh maybe the first part <laughs> um it's it's not graphic uh but it, it it is you know um uh i i i don't like uh so for example uh we went uh becky and i were at big bear and it was like a five dollar movie and we went to go see a quiet place Okay. So a quiet place sounds like a peaceful place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I grew up watching The Exorcist when I was like nine. Yep. And there was nothing more traumatizing than my sister reenacting The Exorcist coming into my room, <laughs> you know, hey, can I sleep here? <laughs> <laughs> no, get out! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the exorcist traumatized a lot of us kids. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, I, I had my fill. My mom never had discretion, and <laughs> you know, 
I don't think it would have helped if it said TVM14. Mel's ratings would have deterred her. <laughs> she would have still played it. <laughs> you know, we went to the drive-in and there were like full-on sex scenes. She's like, tapete los ojos. No mires. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And you I was like, it, okay. <laughs> I always thought that was funny from parents like cover your eyes like, let's say section, like you can hear everything but you have to cover your eyes <laughs> like if that it's probably worse because now your mind is trying to yeah it. exactly <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I don't like so we saw uh, we're in there and it opens up in a small town baseball yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden these creatures are like I'm like, no. <laughs> and that movie's pretty intense, man. It's very <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no, I don't do this. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I even posted on, on Facebook, like, <laughs> it was all good until these creatures started flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the whole time I'm like, jumpy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, if I'm jumpy, I need to have a gun so I can eliminate the threat. Yeah, yeah, just in <laughs> <You know? case. laughs> Um, but it's not like that, but it is a, it is a thriller. It, you know, you don't know where it's headed. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, when he's fixing the pool and you see he's having like a breakdown uh-huh. And he's like shaking, and he has the tool in his hand. I'm like, oh man, he's gonna, he's gonna do something, you know. Like I'm anticipating, but you know, watch the movie, uh, comment uh, either on this video or on his, um, and so uh, you tell us, you know, you uh, be film critic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I wasn't, you know, like, and, you know, I will like not be able to sleep sometimes <laughs> if I see, cause I'm like, you know, I used to have a rat when I was a kid. Uh, Joe was his name, an albino rat. Uh, I got him from TJ uh. and, um, uh, I fed them purina, which is what they feed the chickens to make them fat. And so the rat was huge. I mean, uh, he was at least a a little over 12 inches and then plus the tail. And then, uh, but I don't like mice and I don't like other rats. (laughs) (laughs) I I really don't like cats. I'm not a cat guy. I'm allergic to them. Um, but you know, being, before being a Christian, I was really mean to cats and I really, I always think like they talk to each other. They yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what, what's next for you? What, what, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what are you doing? Uh, do you see filmmaking as you're primarily, uh, moving into superhero status 24-7 or, you know, SpaceX um, and... I, I, I love my job where I'm at, uh, but 
re- I mean, it's a you know job to have a career out of and all that, right? It's what's making the money. It's what's making money. It's what's bringing, what's paying the bills or bringing food in the table. And I, I'm very grateful with God for it. Um, my heart and passion is in film. So to answer your question, um, I hope to God that I can blow up in that in the future. If it's something that's good for me, if it's something that you know will will do me good, then yeah, definitely. Like I want to. You know, I want to blow up in that and I want to do good with that. And by blowing up, I don't mean like by Hollywood standards. I mean, I trust me, I don't. I want to still remain in the independent business, but but blow up by, you know, meaning like I can make a career out of it and actually now work on it full time. Or it's making me money for right. people that don't know out there if this is something you're very interested in. You don't make money, <laughs> not, not until you blow up. So, you know, I got friends that tell me, hey, man, how much money have you been making with your movie? And I'm like, man, I would say negative 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I'm making. <laughs> you know, like people, people trip out and it's yeah. crazy for them when they find out that I fund my own films. Like I right, fund right. my films. Right. I save money and then I, I shoot. You know, I pay actors, you know, my crew, I, I, um, uh, you know, paying all this stuff. Sometimes I have to upgrade my cameras, camera, film cameras aren't cheap. I don't rent stuff. Like I own my stuff. Uh, it takes a lot to get there. Like, you know, my lights, my everything, um, you know, thank God. And he's been awesome that I have an amazing team. We went from a team of six to a team of like 22. Uh, um, you know, I have a big team. I love them all. Uh, they're amazing people that it's like God chose them specifically for me. They're extremely loyal, hardworking, very knowledgeable. I have my own lighting technician, my own cinematographer, you know, my own assistant director, my producers. Now I have, um, I mean, production assistants, you know, I have a prop master, set designers, everything you can think of. Like, so this current film that I, that I, uh, shot, uh, where do I go from here? It was the biggest film I've ever shot, the most expensive, uh, um, and just simply the biggest. And it's been an amazing journey filming that. Um, so uh, it's been the best, probably produced. Uh, it's probably going to be my least amateur-looking film because it's. Right. Well, I, I will tell you, I saw I saw your the one that I'm going to link. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we can probably link to your uh, your preview, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's, there's a uh, to me though, honestly, like big difference, huh? <laughs> big difference, and I'm yeah. like, wow, this, yeah. this it, 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 not, not that, I mean, so you you could have, uh, you can have the 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 amateur, right? Mm-hmm. But I believe if it has a story that it could be more impactful than somebody that blows millions into, you know, you see it every day, these flops. Yeah, yeah. Billions of dollars or millions of dollars into these films, and they just suck. And they, you know, it's evident at the box office. Nobody likes it, you know. Uh, Like I heard uh, that this new Spider-Man, it's a fun film not woke not where every white person is a racist uh is it it didn't have any of that crappy message and so therefore a lot of movie goers go to escape you know because that's what movies and films do they transport you they get you out of your mundane you know that's the whole point Uh, of life 
like uh, comedy. Comedy's dead. Like the the night shows, their extension of the news. You know, uh, Jay Leno didn't have. You know, he'd make fun of politicians, but he wasn't political. And this, yeah. all these, all these things are. It's not funny. It's not. I'm gonna laugh and 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 forget about my worries. Yeah, you can't say anything. <laughs> you yeah. can't say anything. You can't anything. It's very hard now. Uh, believe yeah. me, even yeah. in this film, believe me, there were things that I was just like, "Am I going to offend people here?" But you have to, you have to just start like kind of differentiating yourself from everybody else. Like in that point, uh, as a filmmaker and as a writer, you have to really just start thinking, like, you know what? In my example, and I'm putting this film as an example. Uh, me personally, it was based on my life. So there's some things in there that it's like, you know what? Okay, let's say it offends someone. Um, I, I don't care because that really right. happened. <laughs> you know, like that really happened. I'm not doing it right. just to be stupid and wanting to. No, 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 of course not. Like I'm very careful with how I write my things. But yet also it's like, it's life. Uh, right. I don't want to put politics aside. I, oh, I want to. Sorry. I want to put all that stuff. Like, it's like you said, I don't go. If I want to go to a stand up, like, man, it sucks if all they're doing is talking about like Trump and politics. Like, bro, I didn't come for that. I want you to make me laugh. I don't want to hear right. about I already know how politics are, you know? Right. I don't want to hear about that. Like, right. make me laugh. <laughs> and right. so for films are the same. Nowadays, it's very hard to see a film when it's like they have so much like personal agendas on their film. And it's like, right. Right. who cares like i want to escape so right in my films that's kind of what i try to do like i can't promise you explosions and crazy budget i'm not there yet that's expensive but but um i can at least promise you you know what yeah it still might be kind of amateurish in in in, in ways but i can at least promise you promise you solid stories stories that you can be engaged in um give the low budget feel a, a, a shot you know let it let it grow in you and once it kind of starts growing in you i can guarantee you you'll be submerged in the stories that at least I can guarantee you. Right. And that's my main uh, focus for you to escape, get into this story and hopefully relate to it in any way right. possible. But, but that's kind of where I'm heading to. That's where I wish to head to. I wish to, uh, you know, kind of get bigger in the independent uh, business. Um, I also tend to do more things too, just to also grow. Um, I also shoot music videos. Uh, I've shot commercials before. Um, I do things like that too, because I want to expand my experience and my knowledge. So I tend to do that kind of stuff as well. But um, but but I I want to keep growing. I want Anime Productions to grow more, and I just want to start making more movies and get to the point where we can even start making money out of this, and you know, continue right. touching people's lives and continue entertaining people, and, and uh, that's probably the best part: continue entertaining people in these horrible times that we're living in. People right. want to escape mentally, and that's kind of what I want to do. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, Isaac, I don't know if you know. I, I think I've told you about Lower TV. Um. It's a streaming service, and they, uh, from what I read from the CEO, Marcus Pittman, he's trying to get uh, uh, a lot of supposedly big people in Hollywood are, like, going to him because they say they can't express themselves yeah. in Hollywood. So, uh, uh, you know, God willing, uh, they have a, a T-shirt they sell Christian movies shouldn't suck or, uh, you know, uh, so, uh, they're from that vein. Uh, there's, uh, uh, another guy named Darren Doan who, uh, he, he's edgy. He does, uh, videos for rock bands. He, uh, he does documentaries. Uh, one of my favorites is, uh, collision. 
uh, he did um, he did uh, Christopher Hitchens and um, uh, Douglas Wilson uh, in a debate, um, and they they filmed all over the place. Uh, it's really great documentary. I love it. All right. Um, so you kind of you're in that vein of you know he's he's just doing it. You know he's just doing it. And he just released, uh, he did a, like a mini series on his son from one to four. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm interested in, in uh, checking that yeah, out. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, yeah, he just, he, he uh, his name is, his last name is Doan. So he's like, don't it, you know, like doing it, yeah. like do it, you know, uh, or done it, you know, that type of uh message um but yeah uh it's been a pleasure uh seeing you uh even if it's not uh in person where i can't hug you but uh know that uh i uh i'm very proud of the man that you are i i mean i've known you as an infant um so uh just uh seeing your your face and your epic beard (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> likewise <laughs> um uh you know uh no i love you I, i'm proud of you and uh thank you so much for uh coming on and uh doing this with me and uh hopefully we can do it some more uh and uh we'll do future podcasts uh promote your films or whatever and whatever way i can uh help you with that uh we can do that yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I mean, just really, uh, uh, all it is is just, uh, uh, I don't have a lot of, as of right now, I don't have a website. I just have my Instagram. So, like, if people want to follow, uh, well, I'll send you the link so they yeah. can, uh, you know, go. It's just Anime Productions, but I'll send the link. My Instagram is the production page. Uh, I'm not good with social media, so <laughs> I just use that, and it's just for the production page. But you can follow everything we do there, and then uh, I'll also uh, send you the YouTube link for my channel. That's where we have the Anime Production channel. You can see the Sympathy for Evil movie. You could also see uh, the trailer for Where Do I Go From Here. And um, yeah, and then there's a podcast that I have called Film Nuts Talk. I eventually want to go back to it uh, with time. But uh, where we just discuss movies, I interview people in the film industry. So eventually I'll get back to it. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just a YouTube channel and and, and the Instagram. But uh, but um, yeah, we'll link that up. And then, uh, man, just likewise, man. It was just awesome seeing you. Awesome being here with you. Uh, I love you too, man. You're very, uh, you already know you're very important to me in my life. And, and uh, I, I hope we can get together more. Uh, I want to keep coming to your show and then also see you in person. I'll drive yeah, up there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to do that soon. For sure. Because life is short. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any parting words to Coffee House Theology uh, audience? Uh. I mean, just, I guess, thank you for the patience of watching me and listening to me <laughs> right here talking. And, and just, uh, uh, I mean, I, I love what, what, what a Coffee House does. I love what Coffee House Theology does. Uh, keep listening uh, to, you know, to Jose, man. He's awesome. Uh, his son, Josiah, it's great what they do. Um, I've been listening to everything you guys have been doing, you know, even Anchor, the audio. And it's just, it's just awesome. And uh, just... Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you for everyone who's following uh, Jose as well on Co- Coffee House Theology. Um, I hope that we can just continue to reach out to more people. Uh, even with whatever we talked about here, I hope it can reach out people and and uh, change lives, man. That's what matters. <laughs> All right. 
Well, uh, God bless you, and uh, we'll see you soon. Okay, awesome, man. Have a great one. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Coffee House Theology. Remember to like, share, subscribe, rumble, and even share with the people you love and even the people you don't. And remember, theology matters. What you believe about God affects how you live your life. Until next time, God bless. Bye. <laughs>